Welcome everyone to Electronic Talks podcast. Um, today we have a very special guest, uh, label head, uh, producer, DJ, and visionary. Welcome, Axel Bowman. Thank you. Thank you very much. Very nice to have you here. How are you doing? Um, uh, it's you know this is December and we have zero hours of sunlight in Sweden. So I'm think I'm, I'm f- I think I'm fine. But 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 it's also hard to say because <laughs> I'm constantly tired and and uh, and in this kind of strange haze. Like I'm, I, I yeah, it's it's hard to say. But I think I'm fine. Yeah, it's so dark, so dark, and uh, yeah, I I I have to say I'm I'm quite happy to walk around in this dreamlike state, like where I'm like all constantly, yeah yeah yeah, dreams and reality, you know, merge, and uh, it's very good for making music. The state of mind, yeah. The kind of dream state. I agree. It really feels like you're in a dream. You you have you know barely any sunlight, and you walk around in the darkness, and you sleep, and you wake up. Yeah, yeah. I think I. So I think I'm fine, but I'm also uh, uh, constantly feeling a bit sick. <laughs> like yeah, I think I'm, I'm also feeling like I'm a, it's, I. I don't feel super healthy. It's kind of cold uh, and humid, and yeah, mm. I totally get mm. that. Excellent, and. Today is actually a very special day, eleventh uh, of December, because you're you're actually releasing an EP yes. on your label, Studio yeah. Bonhus. Yeah, and it's not any kind of EP, but it's a kind of anniversary EP. Yes. Uh, so could you tell us a little bit about that? We've got the EP with us well, here. The EP yeah. is right there. Uh, it is the ten-year anniversary EP, and the first EP, official first EP that we released on Studio Bonhus ten years ago, featured tracks by me. Uh, Cornel Kovac and uh, Pedro Dollar and a mysterious artist called Gino Bomino. Okay. And uh, now we uh, decided to reprise, uh, reprise that uh, kind of idea okay. of having a track each uh, and a guest track. And the guest track this time is the first official track that we produced together as uh, Studio Bonhus. That's and amazing. And that's something mm. that I've been dreaming of doing for, for years. Like, I think we should be like uh, working more as uh, a group in the in the studio yeah so uh, a trio yes yeah. but but we, we, you know it's it's uh, we're, we're we're very different individuals and we have uh, three very very different uh, approaches to producing music so it's not that easy but we, but you know but we found we're, we're experimenting now with uh, ways of communicating uh, in music and ways of where, like where do we uh, meet uh, music like I'm 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 kind of a machine nerd mm-hmm. and and uh, Cornelia and Peter more of engineers like like they're more like uh, uh, they don't need machines as much and they're more problem solved uh, you know I see so yeah because your styles are very different so it must have been exciting to finally kind of merge together. Right. Yeah, I think we, mm. you know, we, we, we obviously we worked together. Yeah. For yeah. ten years, and we've done mm. so much things together. But uh, yeah, this was a, a kind of a unique collaboration. It didn't happen in one room. The three of us, you know, jamming it out, and you know, it didn't happen that way. Mm-hmm. But it started with a sketch, and we sent it, uh, you know, passed it along to the other guy, and passed it along to the third guy, and then ba- back to me again. And so it was a bit of a patchwork of of mm. of, of sound. And it, no, and I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, and, w- and what about your track? It's called uh, Radio Nova Essential Mix. Yeah, uh, 
what's what's kind of the legacy of that track, and what's the what's the what's behind the title of the track? It has it has a funny story because mm. uh, uh, I produced it as uh, we did this uh, uh, at the Sonar Festival 2018, mm-hmm. I think. We did this uh, kind of a dance show. Okay. Like we performed as Studio Barnhus and we had these dancers on stage and we did like this ca- kind of choreograph choreographed choreographed mm-hmm. um yeah. uh, choreographed yeah uh, choreographed choreographed think, yeah. choreographed uh-huh. uh, mm. show at uh, one of the stage at Sonar Sonar by Day and um we produced some tracks for that show so this was one of the tracks and mm. it it it's gone through several different versions before we, I ended up on this version because I, I felt like the the groove and the rhythm and everything in the track had something but I never quite nailed it so when we got asked to do the essential mix for Pitong's show on BBC Radio 1 um, I decided like, I, I have to get it ready I have to I have to finish it yeah so I finished a version of it oh yeah yeah before that I had an after party in the studio where my friend Stephanie Radunova who is a uh, yeah she's a friend and she's an actress singer DJ a uh, really talented multi-artist. Uh, we we ended up uh, in my studio, and she started singing on top of the track, and oh. uh, and it was it just fit right into the track. And I was like, okay, wow, this is amazing. So nice. I, have to, I have to I have to keep this in the track. So I, w- I finished the track, and it's called Essential Mix because I the original version is I don't know. 15, 16 minutes. Like okay. most of my music is like I, you know, it, it's always too long. I don't, I cannot, I don't know how to make short tracks. Mm-hmm. So this I had to, for the essential mix, narrow it down to a mere ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which no. is. Uh, so but it's really yeah. like. Can you tell us a little bit more about the, what could you call it, the structure of the song? Because it's really, it's almost eleven minutes. Uh, yeah. But it really feels like it's in some kind of flow state when you listen to it. Do you, or, or, or what was the yeah, kind of? Uh, I think I think I always uh, in my music I aim to be uh, in this hypnotic. Uh, I always aim to to get to that uh, feeling where you lose track of time and yourself, and mm-hmm. and, and so I, I, I try to uh, uh, to experiment with that. And I found I find that like this kind of uh, like. Uh, polyrhythmic drums and 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 kind of layering uh, drums on top of each other and this and echoes and things that, ca- that kind of flows in and it it doesn't have a logic uh, start and stop and uh, I'm playing around a lot with that in my music and and trying to find like uh, unconventional narratives and and all of that like I I, I think is is uh, something that I really really uh, are exp- uh, that I'm exploring yeah. and uh, uh, and I'm yeah, so I think it's it's a very typical track for me, I, mm. I would say. But uh, it has this uh, uplifting uh, kind of samba, hypno, um, I don't know. It, I, I, f- I feel it's, uh, yeah, it's it's like some su- some type of, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I find, I don't really know what kind of music I make. I I, all I know is like, I, it's it's really bouncy Inspired by uh, a lot of uh, uh, early Detroit techno stuff that I found like the most the most like drummy Detroit techno things like like I love Ke- uh, uh, Kenny Larkin and uh, Gary Martin and uh, like these early Detroit techno guys that and it was like so drummy like really loopy and and uh, sample bass 
music that has some kind of yeah that did it explain it <laughs> i think that makes sense for sure <laughs> does it's, it make sense i definitely think so that you go back to that kind of detroity but you also have what you said samba hypno i think that's it's somewhere in between that yeah. right yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. really interesting and so you you've got that track then you've got uh, Cornel and uh, Petter they have their own tracks yeah. how did you kind of decide on which tracks to include on this anniversary EP uh, that's a really strange and, and kind of a we're not very good at that process we're really good when it comes to selecting other people's music because we have a kind of a two against one uh, voting system in the label that has been really like good for us because uh, if yeah, if two people believe really strongly that we should release this or or, or, or a certain track order or a certain artwork or whatever, that's uh, that's usually meaning uh, that th- those two are right, you know. Because yeah. I, tut- I, I, you know, we all trust and and uh, each other's tastes that much. Yeah. But uh, here it was like okay, because like how can I say to Cornel, no, you should release that track or that track. If you like that track the most, then that's mm. the one you should release. So it's always like a little bit like you you have to tread very carefully. Not to uh, hurt someone's ego, or <laughs> you know, tr- or, or it's like you want to be supportive of their work and what wh- wh- wherever they are in their in their creative process. You want to feel that you're kind of n- nourishing that thing. But but you know, then then sometimes you know you <laughs> you can you can be b- pretty blunt, and it's like no, this is the better one, and. And this version of the track uh, is the best one, and yeah. Or or, yeah, or so- sometimes it's just like a matter of you 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 DJ a little bit with it, and you feel how it feels, you know, alongside other tracks, and that could be a really good reason to choose a ver- uh, a version over another version, like how it feels to play, and you know, and yeah. So so uh, it was basically like we all suggested. We we all kind of knew. I think we all kind of knew. Petter just came with a track, just saying like, "Look, I want to pet. I want to uh, release this one. This is." Mm. And then, of course, uh, it it took it took eighteen versions for him to give us the final version. And I'm not still. I don't think he's very happy with um, the version he sent in. I think maybe mm. structurally, but he's still complaining about like it doesn't. The master doesn't sound right. And blah, blah. luckily, I listened to this is uh, the the vinyl uh, that we received this week. Yeah, and his track I think sounds absolutely the best on vinyl. Like so, so Very it, nice. it really popped. Mm. It really popped when it when it's played on, on a on a record player. That's and, great. And Cornel Cornel had also like really Cornel is like yeah I knew he knew what track immediately that he wanted to release. I just had a bunch of them and I didn't know which one to finish. And I think yeah. And how did you finally select that one? It was just a feeling, or I think it was Petro Cornel that just said uh. yeah take that one. Yeah, like like someone that has a like I'm I'm too close to to the mm. I'm too close to to my things to to be able to kind of uh, choose if I I I can't hear if I can't really hear if it's good or not. Yeah, a lot of times, and I and I produce a lot of music, and I like I've 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 never ever in my career, if you if you will. Uh, been able to detect what what would be a hit or not, or what would be a, a successful like commercially successful track or not i've never felt that like i've never had a hunch but you had some surprises yeah absolutely yeah. i had no idea that like that uh, that like uh, i don't know 
like a purple drunk from mm. my from my first EP for Pampa w- would be a hit. I had no idea, like, mm. and I had no idea that um, Eyes of My Mind that I released oh. earlier this year mm-hmm. that that would be that was just something that 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 Marlin Marlin Gabriela Nordin who made the, all the the video and all the artwork surrounding it. She was uh, she was uh, like really. Uh, obsessed uh, about the track, like she, she, it became like she, be, she became one with the music and all of those drawings, like hundreds and hundreds of drawings, just wow. came out, out of her relationship with that song, and so, and I was like, okay, if you have those feelings, maybe it's good, maybe maybe it's worth uh, kind of uh, going through the the horrible process of. <laughs> Finishing a track, which uh, yeah. which is the worst, <laughs> my worst, uh, my worst thing, I think. Yeah, you find it very hard to to finish something and li- and leave it out to the world, or what is the feeling behind that? No, I think yeah, I think it's like uh, it's it's uh, both uh, it's uh, it's emotionally mm-hmm. uh, uh, exhausting and also uh, yeah, it's quite draining to uh because like especially w- when you know that you're working with kind of potent or powerful or or, or y- you know that you you're you're touching okay this is i know that this is good i don't know why it's good i know that is good so i had to attack it from different angles and do different versions and do that and and, and sometimes from before you start a process i i i avoid it uh, until the until i have to do it because i know that it's it's going to be uh it's heavy it's heavy. It's heavy to do it. I if, like anything else. It's like okay, you want to repaint your house. You start thinking about okay, what color do you want? And, uh, and then you, you, you kind of avoid the whole process of you know ha- being because it takes time and you're and you have to do it twice. <laughs> True. <laughs> because f- otherwise, it doesn't look good. So I don't know. It's like anything else. I, I'm, be, I'm maybe I'm just lazy or maybe I'm scared of uh, uh, also. Fi- uh, being uh, exposing myself a little bit, but because I, I I'm really really, the process is really uh, personal and and kind of uh, emotionally draining, yeah. As well, so yeah. So what would you say if we say that the last track of the EP, uh, Sveria or Sweden, um, that you did together, was that a different emotional process, or was it yeah, kind of similar? Totally. Yeah, I felt I could let go. I did one my part of it, and then I, uh, I, I, I sent this sketch to Petra and Cornell, and they were like, "Oh, okay, this is cool. We we should do something about this." And and then they they took over, and I could like let go, and it was so, it was mm. so nice. <laughs> that sounds nice. So yeah. something new and 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 different yeah. working wise. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's the like. Uh, yeah, like you, you, you're this one-man band, basically. When you're when you're making um, electronic dance music, maybe you are also, but 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 you're not. Yeah, but you have to. Yeah, you're doing everything. Yeah, you're the you're the mixing guy and the producer and the and the yeah. <laughs> and the and it's like uh, it's a it's a lot of. I've, I've I've benefited a lot of times from having someone else. Like, uh, Peter has been helping me a lot sometimes with. Uh, with different tracks and like with EPs and kind of selecting, uh, helping me just like like uh, like basically executive producing yeah. the track. I guess that's the right uh, title or something. Just like no, get rid of that, keep this, shorten this, 
uh, add that, uh, add something here, you know, and this, mm. I don't know, this doesn't need to be this long or this could be, and I was like, okay, because I don't think I feel totally, uh, yeah, I, I was about to say I don't feel um, too, uh, that I, I, I was about to say I can take critique very good, but then as soon as I thought about it, I'm, I don't think I'm wrong. I think yeah, I, <laughs> it's a hard I think, thing. I think it's difficult to, to you because you think you you've done something it, like because the things you love doesn't necessarily mean that he's gonna like it or yeah so, I don't know true but that that must be kind of a strength of of your studio that you you three have this kind of a synergy or wh- how how would you describe it like you three working together for ten years like what what has been the process of that I think uh, yeah we we've really grown up together like really become uh, really uh, yeah I can't really see uh, a life without Petra and Cornell now. Mm. I, I think like we're really I th- and it's also we're re- really different uh, personalities and, and I think that's uh, a strength because I think uh, I don't think I don't think we'd ever feel that we're really competing for the same things mm-hmm. I think we are all good at what we're doing in a, in a very niche in a ve- in an already niche genre we're very niche in that in our own world too and we feel like okay i, c- I could never do what cornel does or, or, or i could never do what Peter does and i think we, if we since we all have that feeling i don't think that's it's too much competing it is comp- competing though however when we dj I that's see. yeah okay. that's where you know mm. we, we don't necessarily if we have a gig together uh, at some big festival or a big show or something, we don't necessarily uh, share tracks before that, you know. I see. Because you want to you wanna keep your own dub plates uh, or whatever, or, you know, so to speak, uh, for, for, for the gigs. Uh, we don't want to... <laughs> we want to surprise each other. And kind of, of course. Yeah. And, and that's uh, that's a healthy competition, I think, yeah. D- DJ-wise. I think that's, that's fun to kind of compete in those things. But, yeah. But for, yeah, for, the, last, for the last 10 years, it's been... Yeah, we we've grown to become family and 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 to really trust each other. And it's nice to know that you can be you can do wrong and, and mm. know that you're you're like it doesn't it's not so it's not so kind of light anymore. It's like okay, mm. you, can, you can trust that okay, you're going to be in this. Yeah. Until it stops. Yeah, no stop one is dropping out because anyone is making some kind of mistake or no, something. No, and no, no, it's no, like no. you're entitled mm. to say and you're entitled yeah. to have wrong and and be and be uh, you, you you can be up and down and, and still be trust that this is going to be there even if you're going through something or mm-hmm. so like I think we're pretty good also in carrying each other like we we, we now at, you know after 10 years I can sense when someone's not feeling super mm-hmm. <laughs> when someone is and we we all take turns of kind of carrying uh, the the label and each other and kind of like if someone feels not so inspired at the moment someone else will take charge and kind of cover for 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 that person and and that's right. i i find that very endearing and and uh, and uh, yeah that's that's really that's re- it's a really nice feeling sounds like a nice place to be after 10 years yeah you know it's it's a lot of things that i would also say like it's bad and uh, and, and that i would change but mm. but yeah i still haven't uh, we're having our big uh, yearly Christmas uh, dinner. Me, uh, it, it's a co- we have a conference and then a, a dinner afterwards with yeah. everybody because we we're quite a big team now. I think mm-hmm. we we're, we're like seven eight people now. 
that, wow. that helps out with different mm -hmm. things in the in the label. So we we're meeting on December twenty first, not long. Nice. And yeah. and uh, then I think uh, we can everybody gets to tell what they hate about each other, and uh, and we can uh, fight, and then we have a nice Christmas dinner. I don't nice. know. <laughs> and then you have a clean slate. Yeah. After yeah. that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm joking, but I don't <laughs> think I don't think it's gonna be that bad. It's more about like okay, how are we gonna how are we gonna uh, what what are we gonna do in 2021 and stuff like this? Yeah, that's a great question. And yeah. to get back a little bit to the the EP, maybe the last question about the EP actually mm -hmm. is the title that you did together. Why did you choose that track name? Uh, it's a it's because of the the sampling in the song. It's, it's yeah. I think it's mm. and it's just like why not make a track called Sverige? Yeah. Which is Swedish Sweden in yeah. Swedish and uh, um, it's uh, yeah I'm not gonna I I don't really remember where the sample <laughs> is from. I just yeah. remember I was like uh, uh, playing around with uh, with the o, with the OP1 the mm -hmm. Teenage Engineering's little synthesizer and I think I was like cruising around uh, in, you mm -hmm. know like uh, trying sounds and samples and stuff like this and I just like stumble across this area thing and it's like okay yeah. wow. Sounds great. Mm. Uh, and uh, I didn't honestly I didn't really know it was a song until I sent the sketch to Pat and Cornell and mm -hmm. they like they started playing it before it was I anything. And I was okay. like, okay, but this is only this is so stupid. Mm. <laughs> but like a lot of things, like the st the stupid ideas are the are the great ideas. Yeah. I yeah, you need to allow the kind of uh, naive or stupid ideas to come out, right? Yeah. 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 I think I think uh, yeah, you have to you have to tear down the walls of of expectation and and uh, and self hate and everything and like that right in there like ev anything is okay everything is okay, but it's difficult you know it's 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 hard to to get to that state of mind where you're where you're completely free. Wow, yeah. indeed. Yeah, and I, and I, I you know I don't think they, you know, I can't claim that I am, but but I th I'm sure I'm colored by everything that's around me and mm. but yeah. I I'm conscious about not being too conscious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's a great piece of advice. I think uh. in uh, in a lot of things you do, sometimes uh. like overthinking is even more is is worse for your process than sometimes just doing something yeah. without thinking. Yeah. you know. Yeah. So sometimes like mm. I, sometimes uh, uh, people ask me a question like uh, like how did long did did it take you to make this track, and I can't give an answer if it took me three hours or or yeah. 30 years <laughs> <laughs> what led what led me to make this decision these mm. decisions and yeah the 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 actual the practical you know like playing a baseline and and, and and playing this and 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 arranging it in this order yeah mm. a couple of hours a couple of days yeah. but reaching that level where you make those deci decisions like mm. yeah a lifetime. <laughs> yeah, it's because yeah, all of the influences and experiences and yeah. things maturing inside of you, I guess. Yeah, so, yeah. so it's hard to say. Like, like yeah, mm. it took took me. Yeah, but 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 yeah, there's there's of course a, a co some concrete. Uh, uh, okay, this is actually this is when it happened. Mm -hmm. This is when you pressed the rec. Right. Or this is when you started recording. This is when yeah, but. Yeah, but it feel it feels like a shame not to uh, count all of those uh, experiences that led you to make these decisions. Yeah, huh? definitely. 
And if we travel back a little bit uh, to the kind of EP that inspired your anniversary EP. Um, you mean you the, fir- the first EP? Yes, yeah. exactly. The first EP. And like, the pro- how was your process back then? Do you feel like it has changed a lot or... Uh, Absolutely. Well, yeah. I think I think it was like uh, like I, I the other day I, I managed to uh, fix an old uh, a found and a fixed an old hard drive mm-hmm. uh, of st- from an old computer I used to make I think when we started Studio Bonners around yeah. that time wow. and I found a folder of old tracks that I did and I listened to it and I was like oh, fuck. Sounds better than the music I'm making now. <laughs> really? Like, yeah, because it's so yeah. raw and real, and it's like it's like unpolished. I didn't know. Now I'm I'm too much aware of of, of things, and it's like it, I think I'm, and uh, I think a, a, a recent uh, one of the reasons why I'm recently gone back to just using very like a hands-on analog process in making music is just yeah. because like I. It, it's quicker for me to go to get straight into the two mistakes and I just press rec and I record an hour and then I edit whatever happens in that hour and it's like okay that's a cool process uh, that I think uh, I'm I, I'm having really fun with now but but yeah back then I felt like okay I can hear in the songs how uh, fascinated I am with being able to make the song ah, <laughs> you know what I mean feeling. like mm-hmm. oh, oh I can press the sound like you can hear in early like seventies synthesizer music, mm. uh, like if you if you listen to like Tangerine Dream and and if you listen to Jean Michel Char and and, mm. and stuff like that, you hear how they are so fascinated of only using the machine. Yeah, but, and they're so so they're they're they are like totally uh, letting themselves go in melody and sounds and and it's a it's a what what's Hamling Hamling's loss in yeah. English without limits I guess yeah like yeah. a limitless uh, yeah. and very kind of r- raw and naive approach to to melody and sound and, and composition and and it's just so you can hear in the music that they're so fascinated with with the uh, the machine yeah and I can hear that in my early tracks early tracks also like ah oh, this is I thought like like the first like sampling, you needed a sampler and, and then the floppy disks, and, and that's mm. how I started. And and uh, it, it was a time-consuming process. And here I am with uh, like a, just a laptop, and uh, I can sample anything I want. And I'm sampling everything, and I'm taking that and this and this and YouTube and recording from right. the street. And da, da, da. and I was just like so full of ideas and inspiration. And uh, and <laughs> I was like, okay, how did I end up being this grumpy guy in a basement <laughs> making? But I don't think I'm. I don't think I. I, I think I still kind of. But but yeah, you know, you know when you hear you. You look at it's like looking at a picture of a younger you, and you're like, "Oh my god, this guy, this guy was so stupid and fun." Yeah, you know. And then <laughs> I know the feeling for yeah. sure. Yeah. So 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 yeah, I can hear that in the in the first, uh, in the first EP. But I have to say that the track that I have on the on the first uh, Studio Bonus EP, yeah, kind of sounds like the track. That I have on this one, oh, a very okay. uh, like a fast, mm. like a hundred thirty BPM mm-hmm. samba techno uh, thing. That that yeah, I think I owe a lot to Gary Martin and, and uh, Kenny Larkin. Yeah. <laughs> like those two <laughs> between the yeah, it's it sounds like them. It sounds like the stuff that I'm still kind of uh, love, and then yeah, so 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 yeah, the approach uh, uh, has changed, mm. and I also feel. That I'm, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm both both more fragile and more confident now than mm. I was then. 
in, in 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 a in a strange. The scale way. has changed in some yeah, way. Yeah, because yeah. like you, you as 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 you're growing older in a world in in, in of dance music, what where you where you're coming from, mm. you're also getting growing a bit detached to a scene that you're part of, but also getting way better at what you do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is like. Uh, I guess it's good and uh. and if we would go back to the time just for uh, nostalgia's sake and for anyone who doesn't know like what led you to produce this first EP and distribute it and make it like from the from the moment that you guys uh, decided to move in together in a studio could you tell us a little bit like what what made you decide that this should be a label or was it even a decision uh no, like we 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 just like uh, we we we, I didn't really know Peter and Cornel that well when we uh, all found ourselves in a situation where we all needed a new studio. So I think uh, Cornel mentioned to Peter, mm-hmm. and I knew Peter a little bit that uh, he was looking for a studio, and then he found a studio space uh, at Bonhus Gatan. Yeah, and um, uh, which was uh, the old uh, uh, cloth uh, clothing uh, fashion brand Fiendens uh, storage uh, of of of, and they had an extra room, and we're like, okay, we can rent that. So we and we all needed a studio. We moved in, and we just like, okay, we had no intention of starting a label, nothing, and we just like, okay, here we are sitting in a row <laughs> with like one big desk, sitting in a row with machines with headphones on. If we were all there together, otherwise, like you're. You could use it alone. And then, you know, and we we were all happy to finally have a new space together. So we were inspired and we were there all the time. We were hanging out and we became really good friends. And and then people started referring to that space as Studio Barnhus. I think it was uh, Cornel's friend Jalle who was just mm. like, oh, we heard him, over, overheard him on the phone. And it's like, no, 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 I'm over here at Studio Barnhus. And we're like, huh, that's a good name. Mm. So, uh, and then we were like... Uh, Hey, we, we were all. This uh, this is a time when we were all really, really. Everything had to be vinyl. Uh, yep. Everything was like um, limited vinyls, and we were like, we just dreamed of going to Space Hall in, uh, in Berlin and and you know, cr- crate digging and you know, finding obscure stuff. And and we were really inspired by like these small techno labels and house labels, and and uh, and we felt like there was a void uh, missing in the in the techno or in the in the yeah, in the techno scene in Stockholm, where we were, where we were like, we were all DJing, mixing disco records with house records and techno records, and you know, like kind of a, yeah, not so uh, puritan approach to uh, DJing. So mm. we were like, fuck, we should put up our own records. We can do this. Yeah. So like, Cornel started fronting the money. So we were like, we just, yeah, I have a track. I have a track too. Okay, I have a track. Have, you know, and then we have this this strange Gino Bomino guy has track too. So mm-hmm. let's release this. Mm. And uh, we asked my friend Robin. Oh yeah, Robin, who did uh, the design for the first record, is also my childhood friend Robin Yakimar. Mm-hmm. He's also designed this one, and wow. he's a really, really mm. talented artist, graphic designer, and like, uh, and he's he's this uh, cover is amazing. Yeah, like I know he's a genius. He's he's a, he's yeah he's an artist. I uh, yeah. I he's everything he does. He's done several stuff for us, and and everything he does it turns to gold. Like it's it's a really timeless and i think like the cover he did for the it first is. one is also still looking great so yeah. like i think he's, he has a really it gives off a vibe like the moment you see it with the color and the art style like it, there's something special about it yeah it's I, i'm i'm i'm, I'm hep- I, i've never mm. 
like uh, I re- very rarely uh, have any uh, like uh, comments on on his design. Mm. So um, yeah, so we decided we we put that one out, and then after that we're like, oh, we found ourselves talking and saying like, fuck, we have so much good music by artists that we love, uh, friends of ours. Like, yeah. so the second one was the EP by Shakashi Stranius mm-hmm. from Gothenburg, yeah. and, and then uh, I don't remember the third one really. I don't, sh- don't I forget the order. But then yeah. it was just like, okay, we all of our friends have music. Harald Björk is this, and yeah. and uh, so so we were like, uh, okay, let's put this one out. Put that, and I think I have to say, like Cornel paid for like nobody had it. I was fresh out of art school, yeah, and um, broke, <laughs> super broke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Petter, I think, uh, yeah, he, he he had stopped touring by then. Like, yeah. He he had a really prolific. Uh, uh, career before Studio Bonus, mm. releasing music on board the community and traveling yeah. the world and touring. But he had stopped touring by then, so he was also home mm. and kind of figuring stuff out. Cornel was the only one that had a job, I think, and, and was making money and also DJing a lot. And uh, so he, like, no question asked, just paid for the f- first 10 releases, or so, I'm sure. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, so he's like, without getting, like, yeah, I don't think we made any money, you know, yeah. like it was just, it was just throwing away. But you know, we did what we thought was fun, and yeah. you started a process that had led up to ten years of collaboration. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, so it wasn't. A, it wasn't. It was never ever uh, something. We we never thought that this would that this would last or this would be. We we just like, uh, yeah, we're still having fun. We, I think we're stopping when when it's boring. But when it's, it's not fun anymore. No, but it's now it's just it's growing and the studio is growing and we have now we have so much space and and we have the 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 comfort of of having each other in in this uh, and uh, yeah. Could you tell us a little bit about the the space? What's happened with the space? Because it's changed in the last year. Yeah. Or okay. So so, yeah. so from that first room where we sit sat in a row, mm. we s- took over that whole uh, space, which okay. was two rooms, and that's the old studio bonus, and uh, then. Uh, uh, we across the hall from that uh, another space uh, got available, and we uh, that's another ninety square meters. So now we have like big space, like spaces to to uh, space to have like our storage, space to have like you know tons of other stuff. And yeah. and uh, so I have a ro- big space now, my own room. We all have separate rooms. That's great. And 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 rooms to to do projects and meetings and stuff like this. So we mm. can like have. We could do like really, like this. I, I've been dreaming of this my whole life. So, so when when you got your space, what was like the first thing? What what was what were you thinking? What what did you want to do with it, your own space that you have now? Like the, your own little. I was terrified to move into it. It took yeah. me it took me six months before I even moved from the old studio to yeah. this one because I was like, okay, this is too big. I don't know what to do. It's not going to be vibey. It's not going to be anything. But one day I just decided, okay, I have to do it, and I have to, and I did this crazy. I had a co- company come there to feel it's because it's a wooden floor, but it it was echoing so much. So a company came and drilled up holes and and kind of w- were filling the holes with some kind of synthetic uh, uh, wall filler. Okay, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. and, and it, it cost me so much money and didn't change anything, and I hated the whole process. So oh I just no. covered that floor with yeah. uh, with uh, the same carpet that you have in here, yeah, like like some kind of soundproofing office carpet, like yeah. that, that that you can roll stuff on, like the, the hardest. Like I, I went mm. to ask, like, okay, what carpet doesn't break? Yeah, okay, so put that in, and then 
it sounded nice and I started moving in. So now half of my room, which is a it's a long stretched room, mm-hmm. half of it is a studio, like a, a, a more like a traditional like mm-hmm. sitting in front of monitor stuff. Okay. And other half is uh more uh, a big desk uh mm. and big hi fi speakers and, and vinyl player and you can you can do projects there and you can have meetings there and you can listen to music when it's not really in monitors, which I find totally like now I'm sitting in that room yeah. with a laptop and some synthesizers and listening to the hi-fi system uh, behind me because it's it's so nice to not have the sound in your face and it's so exact. It's like more going for how does it feel in my body when I'm listening to the music or right. how does it feel? And it's like learning to make music, not to listen too closely because I find mm. I also find like... This, it's great to use people that are that like to do. And now I have some people that I work like uh, to do mix downs with and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Like work your track until it's <laughs> until it feels good, and then yeah. have a pro. <laughs> I think also my ears are a bit busted from having touring so much for the last ten years. Like I think like I'm, I don't trust my ears that much anymore. I see. I see. Like I think I have d- some frequencies where it's better to have someone else listen to it. <laughs> mm. So ha- has your idea about touring and traveling, wh- what has changed throughout the years for you when you look at that? Uh, I had such a... I, I, I totally lucked out with... Because uh, in 2010 is the year we officially... Uh, or that's the year we, we date the first release on. But yeah. I think the actual year we started Studio Bonus or we moved into studio is 2009. Ah. 2010 mm. is when I, I graduated from uh, the Valand um, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Academy of Fine Arts, uh, took a master degree in, in, and I graduated in 2010. Yeah. And in 2009 or 10, I released the Purple Drunk track on, exactly. on Purple Drunk. So I pretty much went from uh, uh, school to start touring. Like I got requests everywhere. I didn't have an agent or anything. Like I like didn't. I, yeah. I, so uh, immediately, like I was traveling a lot. Like every weekend, going to gigs. Um, uh, in that must have places. been such a quick transition for you. Yeah. yeah. And in the beginning, I was like, I was taking all the g- requests myself, and uh, like I didn't know how to negotiate, or I didn't know. I was just saying yes because I was so flattered that anybody would want me to come and play in in their. You know, and after a while, like so I got uh, Pampa. Helped me out to get an agent, and yeah. she was my agent for for almost ten years. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so, so, so I got swooped up and and, and into that uh, to the to the circuit as as uh, the pros call it when you're yeah. just playing clubs every weekend mm. and and festivals and and you move uh, depending on the year you're in uh, you know Australia or or when it's winter in Europe you summer in Australia and. and and then you're in Asia, and then you go. Uh, it's, it, it was really intense and and fun, and also really draining and and not so fun <laughs> a lot of times. But yeah, it's I was it's always uh, yeah. So thi- this this um, the the pandemic break was really good mm-hmm. for me to kind of stop uh, what I was doing and reflect a little bit on how I felt doing it and. Mm-hmm what I was good at and what I was bad at and what I was uh, and what I miss with it and what I don't miss with it. And I think, I really hope that if we go back to a similar uh, uh, like reality for for artists that uh, Mm. we take us, take with us some of this uh, 
uh, uh, I think like to make more to to be part of more uh, uh, yeah to do more real stuff. I want to do mm. more studio Barnhus related things, like yeah. to put on your own events or like to to kind of be more in control of uh, of uh, where you where you play and who you play with and and who's the audience and where you are in that and how you fit into this and and I think like. Uh, yeah, to be to be more proactive in where you end up playing and not just be so um, uh, happy that they will book they want to book you. Right, <laughs> I, I see, know. I see. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's uh, mm. not just uh, take that flattering. Okay, yeah, of course, I want to yeah. come and uh, entertain you and and, and, yeah. and connect with you. But it's so many. Uh, but it's a lot of uh, gigs where you feel that you never connect, uh, and mm. it's impossible to connect because you're you're a, a part of a huge lineup where you're uh, not feeling that you're able to do what you think, uh, uh, and you 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 feel a bit like uh, forced to play uh, just to keep the fire going for the for for the festival. You you yeah. uh, but maybe you came there with a different approach, and maybe that's more maybe Nick. The next time, if it ever happens, yeah, uh, maybe I will be more. Uh, um, I don't know, selective with uh, the gigs and my yeah. music. Yeah, yeah. Not, like not to say time. that I was like like being. I was. I think I was. I'm, I'm really enjoy uh, throwing a party. You know, yeah. like yeah. <laughs> and I think I'm really good at it. So, but yeah, like uh, it's certain. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's a uh, yeah. That, I think that sounds like a great vision, and um, it's like y- you're you're known for being able to throw parties that are a little bit different. Like you did the the raggy rave kind of stuff as well yeah. before, right? And um, that's stuff that you don't see anywhere else. So you don't really get that vibe a lot, especially here in town. Otherwise, so I no, guess but I think yeah. the, that the world is uh, open for it, and I think like mm. th- in a very Kind of like I, I think the techno festival uh, club uh, world got very uh, uh, comfortable in putting up a very similar type of line lineups and and, and music. Yeah. Wise. I think that's a, there's a there should be a tent where the where they play weird music in a in every festival. <laughs> Definitely. Know, like, I Definitely. think that that uh, and I think we should bring back the chill out rooms and the yeah and. Uh, being uh, very kind of and also like we need to be very good at uh, and uh, b- to kind of develop more patience yeah like uh, I, I don't know maybe, maybe i'm just old maybe maybe i shouldn't explain to young people how to dance <laughs> maybe they should explain maybe they should tell me how to i can't you know i i maybe maybe a 20 year old version of me was like what are you talking about like exactly. play, play, play the bangers or, or don't play at all yeah you know th- maybe that's how it works and and uh, and Fine, that's 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 good then. Yeah, I think definitely. I have, but I still I think that's the thing. Like I think I I still have bangers in me. I still have party in me. I still have like I know, I know I love to be, to be, controlling those things or, yeah. or like to be to be to feel that you're that you're like, uh, uh, as uh, uh, that you are uh, helping people to lose themselves. Uh, Very true. And and that you mm. are a catalyze catalyst, catalysator. Yeah. For for kind of for that youthful uh, energy that needs uh, f- 
to let off steam and you know like i think there's the dancing and the rave and and, and that it's it's like an excellent method of 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 letting go of yourself and yeah and hate and and letting go of these things and and just like be f- swallowed up uh, by something that is like it's 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 very easy to kind of uh, yeah to uh, to use the dance and and the rave and the and the festival in that way so i think like uh, to be part of that yeah i i, I still have uh, yeah, and there <laughs> I is there know is, that I, st- I still mm. feel connected. Yeah, there is definitely kind of like a higher perf- purpose if you're looking for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. No, and then mm. it's also fun. It's just fun. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's okay if it's just fun. Yeah, uh, definitely. And if if we go back to your to your kind of journey together with your uh, label mates, um, was there like a moment if we look back also during these ten years when you were like maybe we can just keep on doing this or was there a particular moment or did you just just want to continue and ju- just push through? Uh, maybe when we uh, we when we released the, the compilation. Yeah. For the, the volume one, volume yes. one mm. was a really, uh, I think it was powerful for all of us to, that we managed to kind of... Uh, put together all of, like we, we we looked at the track list and we look at like yeah. how are we connecting to all of these people we love them so much and 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 uh it, it it's so uh, it was very humbling for us to to know that we're like we've, we've done this we've yeah. put this out and we've this is the this is the proof of what we've become and that that these people want to release on our label and and uh it, it's it's uh, yeah that was really i think i think after that we felt like okay we 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 sailed that ship through stormy weathers and we reached shore on the other side and we really mm. kind of we felt really strong uh, a strong bond between us after that wow. and and also like uh, yeah so i think that's that's that was definitely like uh, uh and yeah and also yeah and my album and cornell's album also was like really cornell's two albums have been yeah. really uh big moments also but but also like i feel that we are exceptionally proud of having worked like having released baba stilts for example yeah. who's who knows where he will end up in the world but he mm. all i know is that he makes the, like the coolest music that is right now definitely and uh, and same for bella boo like we we're so proud to have like to be working with her and to kind of and that she trusts us Mm. I think that that that's also something that that they trust us, that yeah. we've re- started or that we've managed to uh, like make this family fe- that we where they feel safe yeah. to create and where they can send us sketches and we can we, we can bounce ideas and where we can uh, grow together and 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 I think like that's also something that that gives us uh, uh, proof that we are kind of a we're not that fucked up. <laughs> uh, proof of that. Yeah, 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 and I, that's great proof to yeah, have. Because I was um, about to say that we're healthy, but I was like, no, mm. not healthy. <laughs> but we are not that fucked up. We are at least uh, we can. We, if we can, if those people, if we manage to kind of, uh, yeah, to work with them and and yeah, and I and also think like we all f- pretty proud of that we can take a new artist and work with them and, and release that music and uh, like off the meds like the yeah w- w- which was a crazy mm. p- process because like there there are four people with definitely like completely different uh opinions and mm. but the music is so powerful yeah. it's really really powerful music and we 
like every song like sounds like a hit on yeah. on the on the on an album where like every song is 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 really potent and yeah. and powerful and, and it's like okay how do we how do you how do you work with that when every, like so that, that that process has been and, and it's still a process it's just released so the process this is also something that we that it took us a long time to learn that yeah once a record is out that that's when we let go when we looked at something new yeah no once a record is out that's just the start of a new process that yeah. and that's almost equally important like to to kind of trash like to work with the, the music and to make sure it gets out and to make sure it's uh, that it's uh, being taken care of and, and ending up in the right places and you know and Definitely. So, so with off the meds, especially because I think it's it's gonna be it's it's gonna be sounding good for so long. Yeah, it's like like so cool music that mm. it sounds unique and and uh, and so fresh and uh, yeah. That's very exciting. What else are you very excited about right now? I actually started uh, rehearsing a live set. Wow. I started, yeah, so I started mm. making a live. Like that's why I moved to the other end of my room. To set up uh, and to uh, play around and rehearse a live set, so and I'm making uh, I'm finishing or oh, finishing. It's, it's I, I shouldn't say finishing. I'm making an album. I have yeah. uh, enough tracks, and I'm just trying to figure out how to finish them and, and what tracks goes where and yeah. But I have a lot of new music, so I'm very I'm super excited about all the new music that I'm making and mm. and I'm also super excited about all the new music that we are about to release on. For next year for City Bonus. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like uh, the album from uh, Million. Okay. Uh, which yeah. is really that's a uh, that's a kind of a uh, uh, we're releasing an album by Million, which is like a more straightforward pop album. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Um, not at all related to dance music, mm -hmm. but just good music, I guess. Yeah. And and then also we're releasing an album by this artist from Gothenburg called Skogar, okay. who is a kind of a noise. Uh, uh, drone, uh, guitar-based uh, thing. This is also really experimental, mm -hmm. or uh, not also. This is really experimental music. And apart from that, we're also releasing some really powerful and potent techno. That's nice. For, for so so, I think like uh, yeah, I'm excited for for next year's music, and I'm uh, excited for Corona to be over. Like I'm uh, mm. I'm I'm really this is. Uh, had enough yeah i've had ready. enough i'm ready no but but it's also or, or had, have i i don't know i'm so happy to be that the world isn't uh moving without me at the same yeah. time like yeah. I, i'm happy to just rehearse music and be in the bubble and all of a sudden i don't feel the need to release music but at the same time i want uh uh to provide for my family huh. <laughs> of course yeah. of course but uh, uh just one follow-up question on that, like okay. uh, the the process of developing a live set. How is that for you? Because you've been DJing for so long, and I guess yeah. you did some live stuff when back in art school. Or yeah. wh what's the process right now? Getting into uh, the live it's, experience? Yeah, it's it's uh, really uh, uh, it's very complicated <laughs> because yeah. uh, like I'm I'm struggling to find okay like who like I want to find a setup that is both reliable. And like that, and that I could like take on the road, yeah, so to speak. So like, and then that means uh, okay, what machines? So now I'm exper experimenting with different machines mm -hmm. for the road. Like, to what what can I take on the road? Yeah, what 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 is my what's the minimum uh, equipment that I could 
work with and yeah. what's my maximum mm-hmm. like should i have maybe two sh- uh, live sh- like uh, like one is a little bit more expensive yeah and then i bring more gear yeah and then i or should i have just like a super tight one mm. but then it has to be more uh pre uh i have to prepare it more in advance that's true mm. and i and i and I, f- I find myself i just love just pressing start and then see where i end up and yeah. then an hour has passed and it's like ha huh, is that a live set did i just do a live set is that yeah. is that something i could do live can i be this uh improvisational and free uh in a live like and and it's also been really fun to kind of uh to collect bits and pieces from my discography yeah like uh some hits if you want like and just take deconstruct them and just take the the drums or the and just mix them with each other and so in my dream world my live show is a very very improvised and not uh, prepared version uh, or not uh, experience where Mm. i'm playing uh where where suddenly uh, old hits uh, like parts of old hits is being uh mixed in with just wherever i'm in the groove and 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 somehow managing to like allowing myself to be able to fail i guess yeah and i love uh, also but also at the same time then you're also allowing yourself to be good Exactly. And to be uh, able to change what you're doing depending on the setting. Like if I, I, I'm if I'm playing really late in a Berlin club, I know uh, the vibe. Yeah. And if I'm playing early on a festival, where I know uh, in a summer outdoor festival setting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's uh, a different set. Like. Uh, yeah. Like like DJ Kotze told me once mm-hmm. uh, because I was saying like oh people are always playing so dumb music on on big stages on festivals and i felt because i uh, again i probably came out of my own set and i felt shitty because i played too uh like complicated music for for a big crowd and there was like it didn't really communicate and it's like no axel you have it all wrong you don't play dumb music for big crowds you just play music with less information and that's so nice because like uh, why you know that and i felt immediately like oh fuck of course i'm, I'm so why why should, i don't have to call it dumb why, yeah. why don't call anything dumb play music like make just like just change your approach plays play yeah. something with less information that you can to reach a bigger crowd and then you can be super intimate and intricate and detailed when it's a uh, a little club somewhere and or maybe if it's a seat, sitting audience like we're yeah. maybe we're heading for that moment I've, i'm also like i'm working with a saxophone player and i'm also having uh different jam sessions with different other musicians that comes to the studio I invite uh, like pretty much uh, anybody mm-hmm. that wants to bring a machine i'm happy to jam an hour and we record it and see where it, where it ends up and, and i think all of that is uh, getting me experience for I was listening to this other podcast. How, how stand-up comedians are always uh, doing their s- routines for for small crowds before they do their special or whatever. Exactly, and they just do it and do it and do it until they know that it's good. Until they know the joke and they know the order of the joke and they know everything. All the information is there to make a good special. Yeah, and I think that's a very good uh, way to do it. I want to play everywhere <laughs> now. Yeah, but, uh, I'm still not. I'm re- I'm not really there yet. I should be a little bit more done with uh just like okay structuring it my uh, set and uh making sure that okay i can do it with 
the mi- my minimum setup is this, and then yeah. I would just like go play anywhere, anywhere yeah. where people would book me. Sit down, yeah, two people, mm-hmm. uh, per, well, you know, like Corona safe, uh, yeah, just just to get the uh, that connection. Yeah, uh, sounds like a great plan. It sounds super exciting. I yeah, mm. it is. It is super exciting. I hope it will be exciting for other people than me also <laughs> yeah i do think so i don't think you have to worry yeah, about it's a that. fragile i mean i'm in a very kind of sensitive uh, or fragile uh, place right now when i'm like trying stuff out and yeah yeah so yeah let's see that's a nice state though yeah yeah i think that's about it okay for, cool. for us yeah. um and we're so happy that you wanted to come uh, yeah. today so thank you for that i have um, one last thing yes definitely. okay so i brought yeah. this is the so this is our 10-year yeah. anniversary record yes. with the amazing artwork by Robin Ekemark. Really amazing. And this is the Barnhus mm-hmm. minus one. This wow. is before the... Uh, before Because this is... A, 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 when I graduated uh, from Valand uh, uh, Academy of Fine Arts in Gothenburg, uh, one of the things I did was this locked groove uh, uh, record. So this is a lock groups... Uh, and it's all locked grooves, and this is uh, that's amazing. So for mm. the, for those of you that doesn't know what that is, it is a, a track c- that connects with itself, like the l- track that where the needle ends in the end of a track, in the end of a record yeah. that never stops spinning. All of them are tracks that never stop spinning. Mm. So if you do music in the beat of one hundred and thirty three point three BPMs, which yes. is a one revolution, yes. Uh, then you get a perfect loop. So all of these are perfect endless loops. And this is the first record before the first record. And I, bo- wow. I, and I thought it was fun to bring it because one, when I went to get this record, I saw that record too. And I thought, okay, this is the... So between that, mm. this record, uh, yeah, this is also released in 2010. Wow. So this is uh, the, the very pre... Beautiful blue. Yeah, it was... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just have to ask you about the the story about that record and too about the minus one record. Like, why did you? Why were you interested in these lock grooves? And what was the kind of uh, idea from your side? Uh, I, I I like those. Like back in uh, like uh, back in back in the day, uh, the, uh, there was you people would always hide like locked grooves mm-hmm. at the end of of the record or something like this. It was like a thing that DJs did or producers did with. Uh, the, uh, like techno producers would would hide like a one of those like things, and you, they're super useful in the DJ sets. Like you put one on and you mix it with another track or a third track or whatever, and you exactly. put that thing on. And, and I know that, mm. for example, Kink, yes, is always using like locked grooves. And I sent one of these mm. records to him actually, like he, because I told him about this project. So yeah, and uh, so he's always using them for for DJing. And so I I think it was. I was fascinated that there was a f- format that is wasn't linear. That yeah. there's there's a there's a never ending aspect to a locked groove that the digital you cannot re- reproduce that somehow. You know, like, yeah. like a track always has a beginning and, and an end and it's like there's a there's a linearity to uh music uh, uh to digital music where yes. the vinyl record uh, and this is like this, th- so that's like, it's, like, it's, like, it's kind of an art piece in itself that it's uh, that it's uh, never ending. There's not a beginning and an end. You just put the needle down and it stops when you put it up. And um, so I think that's uh, there's some some 
something beautiful in this uh that 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 kind of uh yeah i think i, I had a really i had i think i had stuff to say about this more more when i was like more into into art yeah. school and and i was more like okay i wanted to that i that I found that connecting uh this with the, that's why it's called lock groups and there's a wave there's a wave on it uh, here also oh, yeah. like like like, like that ne- also not something that is like never ending and and perpetual and and uh, and this uh yeah that's yeah, something I had better things to say about this when 10 years ago <laughs> but no but, but it's, it's, still, it's really but fascinating but I really I it, but it yeah. still sounds cool and I and also found it super hilarious that I uh, named all of the uh, tracks because there uh, uh, if uh, one revolution of the track is like one and a half second yeah so you you're basically ma- making one and a half second tracks and wow. and that's yeah. uh and that's really in itself really something to explore how do you make that interesting f- as a producer, as a listener, whatever, like how, what is, what is, what does one and a half second contain? Yeah. So uh, for me, it was hilarious to give all of those tracks really long titles. Do you have an example for us for fun? Uh, a kiss for Spock, number two. Uh, number eight is Heli Dimension of Tid. Mm-hmm. Number uh, ten is Now You Belong to All of Us. Uh, and on the other side, we have tracks like. Uh, uh, Nummer nio, one person is not made to make you an end of the year. Mm. Nummer sju är started saying things I would normally say. Uh, number five is vi köper några droger och tittar på ett band. Uh, and it's like one and a half second songs. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah. Mm. That's Those are for you. Thank you so yeah. much. Collectibles. Yes, we appreciate <laughs> it so much. So yeah. Thank you so much for coming today. Thanks for having and me. And we hope to have you back in another ten years maybe. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, you know, all all luck for the coming 2021 season. Thank for you, Sudi Bonhus. Yeah, and with those words, we're gonna end the podcast for today. So, if you want to find uh, this latest uh, EP, we're gonna have a link in the description for you to get a hold of it. And uh, please make sure to uh, follow our channel as well for our upcoming interviews. And thank you very much for today. Goodbye.